So we're now in mid-August, and I don't know how your skin copes with the sun, but after many years of terrible sun damage in my teenage years, I now have to keep out the sun. And so today, Martin, I am I have actually got on today fake tan. Not the kind that you go into a room and they spray it on you, but like I got this like cream, this moisturizing cream, and it absolutely stinks. So that's that's the latest I go to. Welcome to the Summer Beauty Tips podcast <laughs> from Youthscape. And that was Martin Saunders and I'm Rachel Gardner and we like to bring to you all the most pressing news from the youth ministry world. But it is August. Yes. So what's pressing in August? Well, no one knows anything, do they, in August? Well, I think we do lots of retreats and festivals and and we clear out the youth office. So if if we are working in a church or an organisation that has the luxury of a youth office... I think this is the time that we tend to like mm. take out the, the uneaten bags of Har- the half-eaten bags of Haribo. Oh yeah. All those little phone messages of people that we haven't rung back. That's it. And like, you know like um, your laptop. Yeah. Your laptop's uh, home screen that has become completely covered with documents yes. that you <gasps> save to desktop. Yes. You might over August. August is the one time of year you might actually Clear put it. those all in the recycle bin. Do, do, I mean actually now now we've hit on this little nice little mine little vein. Let's mine this because I I actually am a little bit of a girl that likes to do the Christian version of Feng Shui every now and then and it oh. makes me feel really what good. What is the Christian version of Feng Shui? Well it's just that anyone would be offended with me saying Feng Shui if I just stick the word Christian in front of it that Christian kind of feng that. but where you just have to do a mad clear out do you mm. do that like once a year once a term do you just clear your desk at home or do you just clear your wardrobe do you I, clear what what do you do no I am a magnificent procrastinator okay and I've harnessed the power of procrastination I learned this really from producer Rachel wow and what she, she has everything done she yeah but no she does what she does very cleverly is she avoids the task she wants to do but by completing other tasks oh that's a genius and it's a really it's a yes. really clever way of doing it so put things on your to-do list Either that you really don't want to do, and then you'll do the rest of the things, or stuff that you need to do, like, like go to the toilets. No, you don't. That you don't. <laughs> do. Are you the sort of person go who puts that loo. on your to-do list? Oh, I've done that one. <laughs> one to tick off. No, but you can. You can use the power of procrastination to offset one task against another. That's brilliant. so you go. Oh, I can. I'll. Do, I won't do this task. I'll avoid it by doing this task. I won't write the report for the funding. Yeah. I will clear out the youth office. Exactly and that, that feels successful, doesn't it? The other thing that I do is I high, I flag emails to come back to. Do you? So I. The summer is a time that I go, but I'm like, oh no, oh no, I never got. Don't you just I never got one? back to them. I know. Well, I either delete or I kind of send it very. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened to this email. There's a lot of people. Do you ever get one of those from me? There's a lot of people <laughs> listening who've been burned by this. <laughs> particular story it's terrible if you've been hurt call the bbc action line now. <laughs> yeah. if you've been hurt by rachel gardner's six email six months waiting etiquette. for a response but it's an interesting question though isn't it because i think when you think about starting back with whatever you're doing in september whether it's a youth worker role or you have another job or maybe you're not even on holiday maybe this whole concept of or having august off is alien to you because you do youth work in your free time and you're working in the office all the way through so we apologize first up we're kind of showing our kind of narrow vision on this one but in a sense we kind of start afresh in september don't we whatever mm. work we do there's a kind of a autumn comes new line of clothing it's a clean slate it's a clean slate so what do you need to do to get ready for that moment that new line of clothing new line of clothing there always is there's new muted colors that come in mustard makes a comeback in wow. autumn you say a new line of clothing Chocolate. is there a rachel gardner clothing no, line? there is not a no and i don't go and get lots of new clothes in, in september but i definitely move to the front of my drawers mm. like the woolly jumpers I get quite excited about getting back into woolly jumpers do you? I do 
after a summer where you're just like, oh, I can't bear any more like white vest tops. Mm. I want a big chunky jumper. Oh, that's also you can wear those for more days in a row, which I know you love to do. <laughs> you love to wear clothes for multiple <laughs> days. Last couple of weeks, I've been going to work going, oh my goodness, we wear the same outfit for about ten days. Yeah. So, what do you like to do to prepare for the new season? I, I spend much of September in prayer. Uh, and fasting. Why am I laughing? Yeah, why do you laugh at that? I don't why know, is that but not... I just find that. No, I, well, I. Um, so, as you know, yeah. we're sort of doing this in documentary, fly on the world style now, but I am now doing the youth work at my church. So you are. And so, um, so I've decided to not, brilliantly, to not run any youth work for the first week or so. Is that your first decision? My first decision was to not. <laughs> Not start yet. So when all the young people are expecting the youth work yes, to start, oh no, break that guessing machine no, not right doing there. that. We're going to have no youth work. Oh, that'll work. It's a very innovative model. It's a great model. That I've been developing. I'm hoping to do a seminar on it <laughs> at the National Youth Ministry Weekend. All the pages are empty. Yeah, exactly. Week one. Stay um, at home. Watch telly. So, no, I think, because yeah. I think the start of September is a crucial moment to gather your team mm. and to have a little volunteer moment. And I think, you know, I'm... I'm sort of fortunate because I'm doing it sort of for the first time. I obviously am thinking to do it. But I think probably, you know, sometimes when I've done it in the past, you, you forget to do this. You mm, forget to, to re-envision team, yes. and, to, and to have a barbecue maybe. Yes. Yeah. You know, if the weather hasn't turned. Mm-hmm. And, you, uh, and, 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 and just to talk about why you do what you do and to understand the, how to get the best out of people and yeah. have the, all those conversations around, you know, your team again. Now, I'd like to answer your question about this because my husband and I differ profoundly on this. So I am a volunteer youth worker at our church. He is also now. He happens to be the curate, but he does the the youth work in his volunteer hours. And our lovely new youth worker, um, she puts on these great volunteer evenings. Now, I'm the kind of youth worker that loves what she does Mm. because she gets the volunteers together, gives us really good food. She home makes all the cakes and the chocolate brownies because she's amazing at that. And she like talks, like she talks through stuff and we get stuff done. Jason, when he used to run these, because he's like profoundly relational, very chilled out, he'd be like, no, no, it's just about hanging together and hanging out. And Rachel, you always want to jump into like talking about the program for the term. And actually, we just want to invest in our volunteers as people. So probably somewhere between Jason and I is a happy midi space. Yeah. Because if it's just about me, like they'll get the little kind of photocopical handouts. <laughs> And given the programme and a little bit of a rub on the shoulder, if it's all Jason, they've got great food in their belly and they are so loved but haven't got any idea what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, far be it from me to get us. in the middle of the garden of marriage <laughs> yeah. again. Um, but, um, it, you know, I think I'm probably more your end of things. Mm. So I do like structure. relational time. Yeah, but it has a place. It's good when the fun is organised, isn't it, <laughs> Monica? You know, it it, and, and yeah, it's good to have controlled fun. Now, I think the main, the, it depends what you think the primary purpose of that meeting is. Is the primary purpose to invest in and have a relational time with your with your volunteers and show them that they're loved? Normally, yes. But I think the start of the year, ah, when you're when you're kicking it off, I think you that's where you want to set your yes. your big picture okay. aims for the year. You want to say, yeah. look, let's dream together. Let's name all the young people. Let's make sure we know who we're actually yeah. working with. Let's pray for our young people. I think there's actual work to do in the mm. first one. So um, so although I said barbecue, perhaps that was misleading. To working barbecue, I expect you to stand with your plate. 
with maybe <laughs> yeah, a plate and a cup so that's both hands used yeah. up but you're going to do actual work you've also got under your arm now this A4 ring binder that Martin's given you yeah of course and you've also got like stickers all Builds over up you week by week post-it notes that's up. right but that's a great I mean that is a great question actually about the work that we do as volunteers and as youth workers like mm. what is our work and um, I remember being part of one youth um, organisation and they used to used to have photos of all the young people yeah. and we'd be praying for them at the end of the term we'd name them all pray and that'd be our work which is a really good thing to do in your volunteer investment time gosh this links well into today's interview it does doesn't Doesn't it it? yeah but um, we'll get there in a second because I want to ask you a more important question which is at a barbecue since we're in August at a barbecue do you have a tendency to overeat do I have yeah. a tendency to overeat? Like, because I think barbecue is the one place where you always cook far too much food. Oh. Like, even if you're, yeah, if, if there's two of you, you'll you'll routinely do four a four pack of burgers, yes. a whole pack of sausages, that's eight, some chicken kebabs. and maybe some chicken kebabs. Yeah. And you'll see, as, you, as you're leaving, you'll see these other... Halloumi. Halloumi, that's right. And you'll basically end up with a protein mm. load. And, and you'll cook it all, and then mostly it ends up mm. kind of in a in a sort of a dish, like a mm. like a um, what do they call it? Like a, like it's Pyrex. Yeah, Pyrex, exactly. And then exactly someone's that. saying, anybody want to take another 50 sausage? Burgers? Another sausage? <laughs> Anyone want a sausage? Like it's just me and you, Jason. I don't know why I'm having a barbecue. So, so barbecues are weird because big barbecues for young people tend to be m- one type of meat, minimal, and then white carbs, and then a bit of greenery. Yes, like literally, someone's like chopped down the hedge and stuck it in a bowl. The yeah. young people do not touch it. So it doesn't have to be salad. It could just be literally shrubbery. Yeah, and so it's an odd kind of meal that we're giving them, aren't we? So I, it's a strange meal. I think there's. Do you overeat? I I tend to, but it's far better to overeat. And a protein-based meal. Okay, there is a carb-based meal. I have to then take you back to the Summer Madness Festival. Oh, at the start okay. of the summer. Yes. Where I went to team catering. Oh, in they do great team catering. Beautiful friends, Nora and Aaron. Yeah, who, Glenn Aaron. Many of whom listen yes, they to this. Do. So we I don't want to offend you or your culture, except that <laughs> I, I probably am about to. <laughs> not worried. But, but what I love about it is I went to this. I've never been to a buffet like this. So the first thing you got was a bread roll. Yes. And then there was a, a bit tray of, bake. There was a bit of yeah, that's right. And there was a bit of ham. Oh. And then that was the end of the show really for protein. There was a little bit of greenery and then nineteen types of carbohydrate. Ooh. So there was there was rice, there was couscous, so the there bread. was a couple of types of pastas. Wheat and bread. Don't even get to bread potatoes. yet. There's a whole there's a whole bread story at the oh, end of this. Wow. Yeah. So so you've got uh, jacket potatoes, you've got like potato salad, there's another potato dish of some sort, there's two different types of pasta. And that's why and everybody loaded up on this stuff and, wow. and we walked out and I was like, Wow, this is a very carb heavy culture. Mm. And then there there was a man, so there was no other people involved, it was all self-service, except there was a man at the end of the of the line, and his his job was to stand directing you to a massive pile of baked goods where he would just say, Bread? Take some more bread? Oh there's wow. bread over there. <laughs> that was a terrible Northern Irish accent. Terrible I'm quite good at Northern Irish accent, I like and I've Northern ruined Irish it there. And then bread? he wants you to add more bread to this this mountain of carbs. If you need more bread. But don't, have you noticed they're all super slim as well in Northern Ireland? Like if I was eating that amount of carbs every day. You know what it I is? Would not be super they're slim. essentially are trying to fatten up the English. Oh. It's, they bring that out when they've got English visitors. <laughs> Quick, Chris like, Martin. Again. Come on. Is, is Martin Saunders? Let's make him fat again. <laughs> He's got fluctuating weight. All right. They you need to bring so that up. so kind. And Girl, also, I have hurt. to say, so, no, it's what you quoted. I listened to the podcast, so I remember you saying that. But I was also in Summer Madness, they just lay on the most lovely, like, drinks and cans and sweets they look after speakers really well there you are gorgeous we love you but let's talk about our guest today because she is married 
to a Northern Irish guy. Look how you did that. Look what we did there. Bread? We drove it in. Do you want any bread? So we interviewed the one and only Jenny Flanagan, who is on our team and she works on the national uh, team here. And she came into our little studio at the top of the tower to chat to us about an exciting pilot scheme we are launching this year, very, very soon in a month's time, called Youth Work Sunday. Youthscape podcast. Ooh. Why not? <laughs> Our guest today, very excitingly, is a member of the team here at Youthscape, but also a, a long-term Youthscape podcast listener. Is she? Yes. I yes. did not know that, Jenny. Yes, I am. Welcome, I welcome to the show, yes. Jenny Flanagan. Woo! Woo! Thanks. Actor, spoken word artist. I'm behind the curtain. It's just, You've just um, been unbelievably exciting. It's great to have you, Jenny. So, how long have you been on the team at Youthscape? Um, I joined in January last year. So, what's that? Eighteen months. And it was just over. a tiny thing that you joined to do, wasn't it? I joined to run, actually, to run an arts project with young people in care here in Luton. I was oh, just about yeah. to start maybe I training that. I was as an the art psychotherapist <laughs> about the National Youth Museum. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Sorry, you see, I, I was, uh, I was excited about joining to run this arts project with local young people in care. And then they said, "We've also got this national conference happening, and uh, maybe you'd like to run that as well on the side." <laughs> so I said. Sure. Let me be a little bit organised on your behalf. And that's and you how did. it all you happened. Ran it, you <laughs> ran it like <laughs> clockwork. I did. And yeah. even ended up, people may, if, if gentle listeners were um, at the National Youth Ministry Weekend, they may have come across you uh, at my personal yes. highlight of the entire weekend, <laughs> which was when you did songs from La La Land. <laughs> just one song from La La Land. Oh, I don't yes. remember it that, that way. Was, that was just, that was mostly my husband's creativity kind of coming up with that. Your husband plan. is the worship leader, Andy Flanagan. He was the, yes, he was, he was the worship leader at the conference, and um, so we came up with a plan together. And you um, sang yeah. it beautifully. Because you are an actor, aren't you? You've I tra- Yes, I yeah. train as an actor, and I used to have a theatre company, a cabaret theatre company in London. That was my previous life. And so what, what would you do? Would you be, it was you and two other women, wasn't it? Uh, three others. Oh, right. And uh, we did kind of close part harmony. We wrote our own cabaret shows about all kinds of things that we wanted to say in the world. We looked at family histories, looked at feminist issues, um, and we used kind of song and puppetry and comedy and anything that we could to... Wow, is that... Because I, I have to be honest with you, I don't really know what a cabaret like, <laughs> cabaret is basically like, is. it's a licence to basically do use whatever theatrical medium you want to throw in your show. Because so sometimes like, on Britain's, no got, Britain's Got Talent, they say, it's a little bit cabaret. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, cabaret's also, you know, like, wearing slinky dresses and singing show tunes straight over a piano. But I more broadly... <laughs> more the genre's broadly, broader, yeah, yeah, it's more about being able to kind of use a real eclectic mix. And also feeling not tied to, like, one, you know, through storyline, you can kind of... Because that's kind of what you did at the National Youth Ministry Weekend. Because you did... You did this parody song from La La Land. Yep. And you also, you did some onstage monologuing. I did. That's another thing I do. I like to take stories from the Bible and kind of imagine myself inside them and, yeah, retell them in a way that maybe surprises people and makes them experience them in a fresh way. Do you have a sort of passionate belief that drama can change the world? (laughs) I think that story can change the world. And I have a, I guess... I uh, am very passionate about waking up our emotions, especially when we engage faith and 
theology and all that thing so it's not just in our heads and it's not an academic mm. thing I think that actually I know that I really start to change when my emotions are involved so that's always what I'm trying to do I think when I communicate is to reach people's emotions not it's, just gra- it's great because having having you do stuff like that there'll be some people let's let's be honest who go not I'm not up for this drama business <laughs> Christian I don't, drama I don't enjoy it well Jenny doesn't do Christian no, drama let's not call it that but there are some people on the other on the other end who actually are left completely cold by preaching you know yeah, or yeah. you know traditional talks um, and, and and even worship music and and presenting stories in the way that you do through through drama and monologues and all that sort of and, and bring characters life on stage could actually open up a passage of the Bible in a way that a sermon oh, never could I for, really hope for so. some people I, I hope so like I, you know it's partly I do it for me because actually that's what I need to do to open mm. up the Bible like stories that have become so familiar that I grew up with in Sunday school and I need to actually I feel like I need a means of connecting them in a new way and that's the way I do it by going inside and 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 looking out for I don't know what what it, what did it feel like when Jesus looked at you what did it feel like when he said that and and so that that helps me it's like a spiritual practice for me and then yeah if it can help anyone else then that's a bonus now look, I'm going to tell you a story that you don't—you've not heard. Oh. You didn't know. Ooh. Sixty episodes in, you thought I told all my stories, but I haven't <laughs> told you this. You, we spent the whole morning recording podcasts, and you've just been saving this one up, haven't no, you? No, no. This is—I've just—I've just remembered just this. Thought of it. When oh. I was like 15, there was a group. All right, this is a good story. Go, go right, go right. When I was about 15, they—that uh, there was a—we had quite a thriving Christian youth group, very earnest and keen Christians, and uh, and we decided that we wanted to reach. The local community for Jesus, as you often do when you're an earnest Absolutely. teenager uh, in the 90s, and so we uh, we created Acts Theatre Company. Oh. Now, what a great oh, name! I see as well. what you did there. What with we the did. Name. I don't know if you've got it though, because there's two meanings. Oh, okay. Because in drama you have something called acting, uh, but also uh, there's a book of the Bible called Acts. Oh. So it's both of those things together. But what? But also you have like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Four, Act Five. Oh like wow! Five there's a third levels. meaning. I mean, three levels. And then oh, there's the other wow. meaning of the word axe, as in A-X-E, as in axe, as in that's awful. Like, for goodness sake, <laughs> no, don't let those no. kids do anything no, with the Bible No, stop it, because I haven't even okay. told the story. Okay. okay. So we put on an event, an evening of drama. You might call it a cabaret, actually. <laughs> awesome. Of sketches I mean, churches don't often do cabarets. <laughs> and, and, and dramas and all that sort of stuff. And I... People co- come. I was... People came in there in their tens. Oh. No, no, we had a couple of hundred people. We packed out the church. Oh, wow. People really supported it. New Mormon Baptist Church in 1995. It was where it was at. Wow. And we put on this evening of drama and entertainment. And of course, there were some crowbarred earnest gospel messages in there. Where you'd be entertained by a funny sketch and then someone would say, you must surrender your life to Christ or face the eternal fires of hell. That that was the kind of vibe we were going for. Yeah. Bit of, bit of the rough, bit of the smooth. And so then... That everything was going well until really? <laughs> I made a um, ill-advised. So I was co-hosting the event. Okay. It was me. I was fifteen. Yes, you're I 15. had been a um, uh, a Christian for a little more than a year. I was co-hosting with an eighteen-year-old. The joke was I hadn't yet really gone through puberty, so I was about three foot nine. <laughs> he was like six foot six, and so as a double act, we looked like Arnold Great. Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yes, and good. And I, um, I, we were co-hosting. We'd come on between the the cabaret sketches and things, awesome. and we do a little uh, duologue. Yep. And then just I, I got a bit excited and improv. And about the seventh link of the evening, I made a joke about my Willie. <gasps> 
In improv. In improv. Oh, no. You were 15. I was 15. You'd I mean, like, improv often goes that direction. The whole, the whole evening just went off the rails at that point. There was a, a, a deacon who came to see me in the, you know, in the side, said oh. it's not appropriate for you to make jokes like that. You need to apologise. Oh, no. We had to get the jazz funk band, this was 1985, <laughs> to play an extra couple of songs so that we could reorganise the second <laughs> so half of the show. Crying and That was my first brush with inappropriateness. I've just, I've just, or puberty. I, as, <laughs> One of the two. As, as you might have said, I trace it all back to then. <laughs> do you remember what you said? The, the, do, you, do I remember the joke? Yeah. Okay. Um, was it bad? What was I, it? I like... think the joke was, so we, we said, it's time to think about the important things in life. <laughs> you said, you're like my willy. And like my willy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... A 15 is a solid gold gag. I think we'd all find it quite funny. Now, did you, did you you get get away with it. now the world has changed. Now, you could probably do that new word of life and get away with it. But um, but then, even in a nice, charismatic, evangelical Baptist church, you couldn't get away with that. Gag. Well, they're not like teenage giggles, at least. There were no teenagers in, in, the, in the house. They were all backstage. Uh, okay. They were all acting. Here's to the ones who dream, eh? <laughs> So, uh, with that lovely visual thought of Martin being 15. Thank goodness that's where you went. I know, it's okay. But um, as well as sort of the stuff with National Youth Ministry Weekend, you've sort of morphed as well into some other roles that you develop here and on the national team with a real focus on youth workers and youth ministry in the local church. Yeah. And people might have heard your you, you do one of monologues on Open Me. Yes, yeah, so one of the one of the projects I run now is Open Me, which is our kind of creative devotional for youth workers that we send out two, sometimes three times a year. Um, and uh, and the last season that we did, we kind of mix it up. We've done more traditional articles, and then I basically brought in a bunch of artists to do monologue and music yes, and yeah. poetry, just to to mix it up a little bit. Because I think we. With with our devotional life, it can be so easy to kind of get into a rut and get mm. into a overly familiar way of doing things. And so, what we hope to do with Open Me is to, yeah, blow that open a little bit, disrupt that, mm. refresh it, and have different ways to connect with yeah, with, with the Bible and with yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's always about Jesus. It's always about encountering him and his character. Um, and our relationship with him but mm. yeah within that we want to be as creative as we dare yeah. now at Youthscape one of the things that we are so focused on is how do we bless the local church how do we resource the local church and actually if our vision as um, youth workers and, and leaders of youth ministries is to see more youth ministry happening yeah. over the next 10 years we all know don't we that for that to happen it can't just be in the hands of those that are paid to do it yeah. this army of volunteers that we see around the UK doubling that tripling it quadrupling that and so this year we are launching our pilot Youth Work Sunday Ta-da. with that express aim do you want to tell yes. us a little bit so last week we tantalised people with this, but we didn't give them any information. Ah, we said that you would say okay. everything. Okay. So what is it? What's Youth Work Sunday? Well, Youth Work Sunday is an invitation to every church in the UK, whether they have absolutely no teenagers in their church or they have a thriving youth ministry of hundreds of teenagers. Whatever you are on that continuum, it's an invitation to dedicate a Sunday in September. It's the 23rd of September to celebrating young people and all that God is doing in young people in our communities and all that God maybe wants to do. And, and asking the question of what role could we play? Is there more that we could do? Is there, is there something else? Is there another group we could pray for? Is there another group we could reach out to? Is there something we could start or I could help start? You know, to be part of that bigger picture of, of all that God wants to do. 
And so do you, do you realistically think that churches that have no young people will want to get involved with this? What's your hunch? I think so. I think with a little bit of encouragement and help, you know, I think that there are churches who who kind of don't know where to start, who who have a heart for young people and would like to do something, but but don't know where to start. And if we can convince them that this isn't about having a big youth group, this is about praying for young people and loving young people and asking the question, then, yeah, I hope that that, that could be part of them feeling like that bigger story and that bigger picture of... of yeah, things starting to take off again. So what, what could it look like practically for a church to run Youth Work Sunday? So what, what could that service look like? Um, what could that look like for A, a church, I'm going to ask you to paint two scenarios okay. in a dramatic sense here. A, for a church who um, uh, maybe do Youth Work already and need to celebrate what they're already doing yep. and, and maybe ask whether we can push things on a bit. And B, for a church that doesn't do any Youth Work but does care passionately about young people. Well, we've we've got a whole set of resources that you can pick and choose from, but um, so let me do that picking and choosing on their behalf for now. So maybe the church that's got a youth group that's um, you know got some life and energy about it, and wondering what more they could do. Maybe they could dedicate their whole Sunday to Youth Work Sunday. Maybe they could invite the young people to be part of it. We've got some creative prayer resources to get them involved with. Maybe they could. Um, if there's a local youth project they could come in and talk about what they're doing in their neighborhood the young people could share uh, what's going on in the church what god is doing in their lives if they've been to a summer festival maybe they've got some stories that they could tell we've got some inspiration for a sermon i mean if you want to you can play rachel gardner on a five minute video doing a mini sermon in your church or you could just watch that for inspiration and we've got some yeah some suggestions for how to weave that through the bible teaching so yeah, the sky's the limit, really, like, mm. at, at that end of the spectrum. And I would love to see churches, you know, getting their youth group involved, getting mm. their, their youth team, if they have one, involved in shaping that and celebrating what's going on and getting the church excited and involved and feeling part of that story. Okay, so let's just pause on that one for a second yep. before we do scenario B. Okay. <laughs> um, so you you might be a church that, that loves young people, but, but it's likely, if you're that sort of church, you're also very busy. Yes. Very, your sermon program has been planned way in advance. Yep. It's very difficult for you to to imagine to infiltrate. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, how that could infiltrate mm. kind of the, the thing. So, so I guess there's maybe a halfway house version as well. Yeah, there, for, absolutely. For, for those that can't infiltrate the sermon program. Yeah. So you know they can a church can choose uh, you know the level at what at which they want that infiltration to happen. But we have you know sh- a couple of new short videos, inspiration. Um, and one of the questions that we're asking is, um, you know, is asking people to share the stories of when they were teenagers mm. and maybe who, people who went out of their way to love them and invest in their lives. You know, my story is that being a teenager was like a crucial time for my faith. It's when I made a commitment to God. It's when people really, really invested in discipling mm. me and loving me and getting to know me. And, you know, some really huge foundations were put in place in my life when I was a teenager. And so we'd love to encourage people in the church to share some of those stories, to pray. Yeah, you don't have to hand over the whole sermon. You know, we've, um, within the pack, the, the snazzy USB that you can buy mm. um, to run it, there's a there's a, how, a fail-safe how to run it. And it goes through the resources we have and you can pick and choose what's gonna fit in your context mm. so that you can, you know, anything from 10 minutes up to mm. the whole service. Well, I suppose it's a great point Martin made, isn't it? That if, if the church has got their sermon series already fixed, 
um, all the rotors are done and, and actually is a church that doesn't have a culture of handing over a service yeah. to a whole theme. I suppose it's thinking as, a, as youth workers um, or as parents who want to champion young people, what would be the kind of the thing that the vicar or the leader couldn't say no to? Yeah. So I suppose, and then yeah. you've covered that, haven't you, in the pack, but it's things like actually the young people want to kind of, let's, let's interview a few of them and find out what life is like for them. I mean, there's nothing quite as powerful and interesting and compelling as actually having young people up the front yeah. being asked questions yeah. about what's life like for you and mm. thanking the rest mm. of the church. Thank you for the difference that you guys being here and loving young people make so I think you're right it's about being thinking or maybe even before we kind of kind of suggest the church want to do this thinking what would be the killer reason actually yeah. what would really be something that, that the church would find hard to say no to <laughs> yeah absolutely mm. and the, so, so the second scenario yes, second scenario because I interrupted you is a church that maybe uh, doesn't do any youth work but does understand that God is especially fond of young people <laughs> so the, the kind of the minimalist end of the spectrum um, we have um, in our pack a kind of little script to introduce what Youth Work Sunday is and why we're excited about what God's doing there's an inspirational three or four minute film of just some people leaders of different ages sharing their experiences of people loving them as teenagers and sharing Jesus with them and, and the fruit that that's had in their lives um, there's a little creative prayer pack I mean you can read some prayers or we've got some suggestions for making them a little bit more creative um, and you know and that would take 10 minutes that's the kind of minimal like start here all you're going to need is the scripts that we've given you in the video even if you can't show a video because you do not have the capacity to do that like the, we have a scenario in the pack for how to how to run it without the video so you know it, we've got a kind of 10 minute off the shelf version if you like and then anything up mm -hmm. to the whole service or the whole day the whole suite the whole of services yes. every you know five sunday services a lunch you run people yeah. now what's quite interesting is potentially listening to this are people who are either employed by a church to do youth ministry or they are volunteers or they're parts of churches who are really engaged with youth ministry so there's one thing we've not really talked about is is maybe people listening to this like ourselves having a vision for the other churches in our area yeah. that don't have young people yeah. don't have youth ministry but actually could be praying the stuff that we're doing and so this is a wonderful way of kind of creating a little bit of unity saying we're doing this on this Sunday um, and if you as a church would like actually to kind of connect with that we would like to bring a couple of young people mm. along to your service yeah, or we'd like to pop along and, and do some to, yeah. we'd like to preach we could get a teenager to come and preach at your church so find a way of maybe using this if you're a church that is resourced in youth ministry and young people to bless other churches in the area and get more people praying for young people I mean an yeah. army of people who say Monday at 11am I'm praying for teenagers in my town or village now yeah. that just imagine what could happen if that is what comes out of you first Sunday and there's also another model where you know like in Luton so we piloted this last year in Luton and had more than 40 churches running Youth Work Sunday we're obviously going big again this year but Youthscape is is helping churches do that we're going to the churches and saying can we help you run Youth Work Sunday you know we would love to get your youth work involved but we'd also if you'd like us to we can tell you about what Youthscape's doing we can tell you about what we're doing in the local churches on your patch you know let us help you do that and so if you're a youth project or, an, or a network working in the area maybe think about how you could approach some of the churches in your area and make it super easy for them could i come for 10 minutes with a young person mm. and um and get your church oh, praying what for church people? is going to say no to that i mean yeah. actually that's just that's such a gift isn't it such yeah. a blessing wonderful so 
I think you've done a great job at selling this to us. But how, how <laughs> could we get hold of this little magic USB? What well, so the easiest thing is probably to go to uscape.co.uk slash Sunday. And there's a little video that introduces what Youth Work Sunday is. And then it'll take you to the link where you can buy um, the uh, USB, which has everything you need on it, which is um, retailing around £7. £7. Still to be confirmed. Oh my goodness. Um, and then we're asking to buy some postcards. The idea being that you would put them on the seats of your congregation or hand them out with your notice sheet in the Bible, whatever you do. And, um, and that people who are in the congregation and experience Youth Work Sunday would have something to take away to remind themselves to keep praying for young people, to keep asking the question, is there something else that I could do? Is there a way that I could be involved? So yeah, you just need to go, go to youthscape.co.uk slash Sunday. Um, so I, I think, I mean, Martin, I've got in the room Martin, who is <laughs> Deputy me. CEO of, um, and, and Director of Innovation. I've got producer Rachel, who heads up the marketing, our marketing director. Um, is it fair to say that this is one of the cheapest things financially that we've ever had on our store, but potentially also one of the biggest impact things? Well, I think I think it's really important. There will be people who who, who listen to that and think, oh, uh, is it, it's not free then. You can't just do, uh-huh. you can't just download all these resources mm-hmm. for free. And I think it's just important to say that we're trying to do this. Like part of part of the vision that we feel God has given us for um, at Youthscape and for engaging with. Um, youth ministry right across the church um, part of that is about helping churches to, to raise the profile of youth ministry and maybe to inspire volunteers to get involved and to inspire um, church leaders to maybe take youth ministry a little bit more seriously as well um, and so we want that to keep going long term and so in order to do that there does need to be a little bit of financial sustainability so it's not expensive but we, we are charging a little bit of money for it just so that we can Keep, keep paying and Jenny an actual salary. Fantastic. <laughs> and the, I mean, she's Thanks. doing this on two days a week, and we also just say that as well. Um, <laughs> but this is a pilot. So, yes. what we're really looking for is for people like ourselves listening to, to get involved and let us know how it goes. Was it easy to do this? Was it like, oh, actually, everybody jumped and said, great. Or do we need to learn some things from you that would yeah. help that we could make the pack? little bit more kind mm, of mm. earlier steps so so we'd love you if you maybe are running a, a denomination if you're a youth worker running a, a, a yeah, few churches in terms of youth ministry if you are doing this um, as part of a parachurch organization you want to get involved then, then to contact you Jenny how could they do yeah, that yeah they could more? do that jenny.flanagan at youthscape.co.uk how many ends is that it's a lot, <laughs> it's of, a lot ends. of ends j-e-n-n-y yeah dot then. flanagan Flanagan, double N, A G A N. Yeah, sort of that. Flanagan, Flanagan. <laughs> okay. There are a, when I got married, I realised there were a, a lot, lot of ends in my name. A lot of ends. I never oh. quite know where I am. <laughs> anyway, look, you've been wonderful. Thank you for Thank coming you on the so podcast. Much, it's it's been on the other side of the curtain. It's yeah. been a treat. You can now slip behind the curtain and go back to the creative <laughs> stuff. Youthscape <laughs> podcast. So that's it for another Youthscape podcast. Uh, remember, if you want to get a YouthWork Sunday pack, you need to head to youthscape.co.uk slash Sunday. Rachel, you feeling nicely sort of positive and excited about September now? I am. And I think as I've sat here, my suntan has grown. So I am excited Yeah, about you have darkened. I have darkened. Is it one of those those things that it continues <laughs> to I darken <laughs> for many, yes. many weeks? For many years to come. Wow. So, um, Lots so, of love, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Or where you are. Bye.